You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Jimmy Kimmel hosting the Oscars, Amy Schumer as Barbie, Greg Berlanti directing a Little Shop of Horrors remake, and a whole bunch of trailers, including Spider-Man. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, everybody out there, and welcome back. It's been a while. I've been gone. Uncle Simon Thompson is traveling this week. Uh, and before we get into the show, just a quick disclaimer for those tuning in for details about what happened to me this week. Uh, I'm very sorry. This is not the show for you. Uh, I was taught that the truth will set you free, and I look, ha- uh, I look forward to having the opportunity to clear my good name uh, at another time and another place. With that out of the way, let's welcome today's guest, Neil Turrets of Tracking Board. Thank you for coming back, my man. How are you? Uh, always great to be here. Thank you. Um, I am not Simon, just so everybody knows. Um, <laughs> just in case you're tuning in for the first time, I don't have a British accent. I have more hair. Not much more, but I do have, I do have more hair. Uh, I was going to say, that'll be quite the contest. <laughs> Uh, great to be back. Thanks, man. Yeah, cool. Okay. I was um, like, I, I was like being here. I, yeah, I've been off the air for like three weeks. There was Thanksgiving. Uh, last week I was MIA, so it's good to be back behind the mic. I remember I got that call from you, and you seemed to be speaking Spanish. Yeah, I heard a lot in the background, and uh, <laughs> I wasn't really sure what was happening. So exactly, uh, but I'm glad to see you're okay. And a lot. So a lot has happened, including this week's big news that Jimmy Kimmel. Is going to be hosting the Oscars. What do you think? Um, first of all, it's the least surprising news there is. That, I mean, I was, I could not have been less surprised so, when they announced uh, so that it was going to be That's him. so funny that you say that because on one hand, I agree with you, and it is obvious. It was like always going to be Kimmel, I guess, be because Kimmel. they ran out of time. That said, I was stunned, stunned that it was him because shocked face. I thought that DeLuca and Jennifer would put their stamp on the show and that they would not let the network really dictate who they were going to hire. Yeah. Although the network did get more power in its recent negotiations with the Academy. I, you know, it's funny. I wrote a column about this right after they were named. Mm -hmm. And I suggested, I said, look, the network is pushing Jimmy Kimmel and it'll probably be Jimmy Kimmel. But if they really want a host who is going to bring the house down, who covers, he, he checks off all the boxes. He's a member of the academy. He's won himself before. The ideal guy is a full entertainer. The ideal guy is Jamie Fox. Interesting. So that was my choice, and I made that suggestion. I That's said, a if, you great really, call. if you really want to knock, the, if you really want to knock it out of the park, because he would bring the house down. He'll sing. He'll dance. He'll be funny. He's a stand-up by mm-hmm. trade. He's a great actor, and again, he's in the club. He can sing. He is in the club. In that the club. is important. And I think that that when they said Jimmy Kimmel, I said, "Okay, not surprising. Huge missed opportunity." And so, see, I, I see it as a missed opportunity too. But so not nothing against Kimmel, who I like, and yeah, will be the, fine. The, and let's talk about that. Exactly. But saying, that's what I was going to say. To me, it's yeah. not a sexy pick it's because not a sexy we pick. see Jimmy Kimmel every night. Yeah. He's on our TVs every night. This is the chance to have someone who we don't often see on our TVs come in and do something different. So in that way, it's unsexy. But but again, as you said, I think Jimmy Kimmel will do a very good job. He'll He's be very fine. funny. He'll be fine. Exactly. It will be a good show. Look, the, the, the thing is, I remember when Letterman hosted 20 years ago. And I was, I'm a huge Letterman guy. And I wrote about, you know, 
one of my columns a couple weeks ago was about does late night TV matter anymore? Mm -hmm. And since Letterman's gone, I don't think it does. But that's a separate issue. But when he hosted, I remember thinking, you know, he got so much shit for it, but I thought he did fine. The problem is, is that the show is so unwieldy. It's kind of host proof. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be really, really bad as Franco and Hathaway were. Or you can kind of barely hold it together, which is what most of the hosts do. Billy Crystal had a couple of great years. Right. And there is every now and again you have somebody who comes in. Hugh Jackman was good that year. But at some point, it's like the show is so unwieldy and long, and it gets away from the host. There's nothing the host can do. You know, you're basically out there for the first five, ten minutes trying to get things going and then forget it. Right. You know? I, you know, in my uh, Who Should Host the Oscars column, we advocated strongly that, that there should be a female host. And from reports, it sounds like they did go to Ellen and to Tina Fey. And they were Tina re- Fey would never do it. Right. And they were rebuffed. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, Ellen do it? Ellen did it last year. Or two years ago. Right. Two years Ellen, ago. Two yeah. years Cause ago. Last year was Chris Rock, right? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Chris Rock. <laughs> Oscar's so white, and then he makes the Asian jokes. <laughs> Which I love. That was like... Attaboy, Chris. <laughs> no, no comment. Um, uh, so, anyways, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I think I think that they could have done better, but you know what? They could have done a lot worse. He'll be fine. I think you put it perfectly. It's not a sexy pick, but it's serviceable, and he'll be he'll be right. He'll, he's going to do the he'll, job. He'll, he'll get the job done. Yeah, exactly. absolutely agree. The, the, they were up against some tough time constraints. This is the latest the Academy had ever waited. Uh, so perhaps the producers were were more hamstrung than they would be because normally, you know, the big. Actors, you know, name talent in this town, you have to book them nine months in advance. Mm. Uh, all right, let's move on to that Spider Man trailer. Pretty kick ass. And that looked really cool, too. It looks really good. Uh, you know, I'm skeptical about this guy who has one little $250,000 movie to his, to his name coming out and doing it. But, you know, it's like Shane Black said, uh, it's just about wearing the, wearing the suit. You know, I mean, I think that they have with Kevin Feige overseeing it. It's just the right guy. You know, he's good pulling the strings, and you got the right guy in the seat, just in the in the director's seat. But what was the MGMT song? Is it Kids? Is that the name of the song that they play over the over the trailer? I do 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 do. No. You oh, that's. Uh, I think that's MGMT, but it, I don't know if the name the name of the song is Kids. It might be, but the point of me bringing no, that it's, up isn't it? Is it's time to pretend? I don't know. Isn't it? Beats me. The one that you just said <laughs> me, I, the one that you just sang okay. sounds like time to pretend. Maybe, maybe it is. Let's Shazam that. You know what? Here, yeah. sing it again, and I'm going to Shazam it. We'll get, we'll get, <laughs> we're getting off time. <laughs> the, the point is, is that the trailer really emphasized high school. Which is great. Right. It emphasized and, the kids. And Tom Holland looks like a high school guy, like, like he's in high school. I really like his best friend in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I like it that what's her name is looks like uh, Zendaya. My, right. I think she's going to be Mary Jane. And as a I, I, <laughs> no, no comment. You don't think so? I I was on the set of. Oh, uh, we did a set visit for, oh, for this geez. movie. So look at I, this guy. I am embargoed and cannot say anything. <laughs> look out for this guy. <laughs> I will say that to me, the more interesting question that I left the junket with was not. Who is MJ playing? Because they were very upfront about who she's playing or not playing. Zendaya. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It's who is Donald Glover playing? Nobody knows this. This is the information that I want to know. Who's my boy Donald Glover playing in Spider Man? We don't know. Um, I'll bet it's not Miles Morales. I don't know. 
maybe he'll be Jay jo- a, a blogger version of Jay Jonah Jameson. Like that was there that was would a lot of speculation about that. I do love Daniel Glover. Uh, and who and Atlanta is one of the best shows of the year. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And yeah. also, who's Logan Marshall Green playing? He's also in this movie. They've been very low key about that. I don't know. I just I think maybe I think he's a bigger name than he is. But how can he not have some kind of significant part? You know what? I'm actually interested in waiting to see yeah. that for myself and not right. have I don't want to know. Like no. I don't want to know who they're playing. I'm so I glad like I don't know walking into this yes. the theater and saying, you know, I mean, the spoiler culture is such exactly. that, you know what, let me just enjoy the goddamn movie. That was the, the joy of 10 Cloverfield Lane this year. That, because Which the, I didn't see. Oh, it's good. I did not like the ending, but it's a good movie on the whole. Very good. And, you know, that had like two weeks of marketing that came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, I, I wish more movies would take that cue. Obviously, Spider-Man is not going to do that. Um, <laughs> Tough Mike, for that Michael one. Keaton, I think, looks great as the, looks the Vulture. Great. Looks yep. terrific as the Vulture. Um, there was just a lot of cool stuff in here. The, the, the stuff between Spider-Man and Iron Man, that looks like it's going to be a blast. I think, look, one of the things that Civil War did right was that. And... You know, I think that it's tough to go wrong when you've already established this whole thing. The two of them have great chemistry. That's those those sequences in that movie work terrific. We work really, really well. Um, and and Civil War, as much as I enjoyed it, is flawed. Did sure? Did yeah. you like the money shot in the Spider-Man trailer where he's holding the ferry together? What's not to like? I think it looks it looks super cool. Um, it's like saying, "Do I like cream cheese on my bagel?" I mean, <laughs> I like a thinner schmear than most, but. Okay, Spider-Man, to me, thumbs up on thumbs that up. trailer. Thumbs up. You Looks missed, like it's good. You, there's a whole bunch of trailers. Let's just get these out of the way now. You can talk about the trailers. I don't seek out the trailers unless I'm in the movie theater. See, I don't I'm tend to watch them I'm fascinated I know you are. I know you are. I can't, I I can't just, wait. I mean, we talked about this the last time I was here. I was psyched to wake up this morning. There was a uh, War uh, for the Planet of the Apes trailer. Right. Which you didn't see. Which I uh, I want to get your thoughts on the franchise, but this trailer, I thought, was awesome. It looks great. Woody Harrelson looks amazing. He's one of my favorite actors, period. Me too. And Mine he too. looks like a total badass in this movie. I mean, you know, he does like the shaving his head sort of thing, which he did in Natural Born Killers. Right. Which he was the ultimate badass. Uh, and it just, I don't, this is one of the few, the rare Hollywood franchises that are really done right. I liked both these movies. Chernin and Fox do a great job with them. Andy Serkis is fantastic as Caesar. What is your take on this franchise? Are you looking forward to this? No. No. <laughs> I, you know, I've never... It has never spoken to me. The Apes movies. The, the, okay. the Apes movies. That's, I, mean, I totally get that. I, I, I under, it's one of those things where I understand why people p- completely love them. Mm-hmm. There are certain franchises where I look and say, really? Why? Come on. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? And that's not one of them. I get it. Okay. It's just not my it's not my thing. Like I've I go into each of the I've seen them all. There have been two. There have been three? There have been three. There have been two. <laughs> There's been two. There's been the two third. new ones. Okay, right. this is the third one. I've seen the first two, and I walked into both of them wanting to love it and came out of both of them saying, Okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not something that excites me. Okay. Totally fair. Um, are you excited by the Oceans Eight movie? I am actually. Yeah, I am actually. That looks really cool. I think it's interesting. As much as I like Gary Ross, I was going to say, are you worried Gary Ross is directing? As much, well, look, I I I love Pleasantville. I think Pleasantville is a really good movie. Okay. I don't I know, it. and I like and I like um, uh, Sea Biscuit. I think Sea Biscuit's yeah, a good Biscuit's movie. Good. Sea Biscuit's a really That's good movie. That's true. 
Uh, can I, you do this slick comedy caper thing? That's sorry. And I actually like the first Hunger Games. I think he did a good, a solid mm-hmm. job. Yes, with that. he did. You know, so I mean, he's a good director. What I think is interesting is they make such a big deal out of this is a female, all female cast, and it's this caper, and it's this, and it's that. But they don't, and and we've talked about this before. They bring in a male director. And it's like this seems like it would have been a perfect opportunity to get one of these hot, up and coming young female directors who can work with comedy or can do. Some I completely or agree. I wonder if it was his idea, though. Uh, you know, like if, if Gary Ross comes to them with that idea, like, well, why didn't a female filmmaker come forward with that idea? Like, how do they not hire him if he brings it to them? Like, I find it hard to believe, like, that in today's Hollywood, no woman has come up with that idea before okay i think that that it's entirely possible that a woman or many women came up with that idea pitched it was were rejected until someone of gary ross's stature came in maybe and pitched it Mm -hmm. um look i don't begrudge him at all i just think it's interesting that you know it was an opportunity it's an opportunity that was wasted yeah i mean it's an opportunity it's a wasted opportunity i I don't believe that that women have to direct Women's movies. Agree, so. and we've talked about this. Right. You and I talked about this the right. first time I was here, and the first one of the first times we met, mm-hmm. we sat down and talked about this because we talked about Wonder Woman, and I said that you know we talked about the fact that you, I said they should probably hire a capable woman, and you said they should hire the best director, and I said I'm not. We're, we're saying the same thing. I'm saying that you want to give an opportunity, especially all the stuff they're talking about with this particular project. Look, I don't know where the idea came from. I, I have nothing against Gary Ross. I'm sure he'll do a great job. But you know, it's just. I really like the cast. It's it's the cast is fantastic. Yeah, it's a very fun cast. And so this week they just added uh, Damien Lewis from Homeland. He's going to be the fellow redhead, the villain. Root for him. You know, (laughs) we we got to stick together. That's why I really want. I'm. I kind of don't want Zendaya to be playing Mary Jane just because. Again, redhead on screen. Uh, But why why does she have to be a redhead? because we're awesome redheads are, you know. <laughs> Mary Jane. I just, I just love, it's like, oh, she has one hair color. That's it. Um, okay. I didn't say I would reject it. I said it would be <laughs> a shame if we got rid of the redhead. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I, but no, I mean, I love Sandra Bullock. I'll watch it pretty, pretty much anything Sandra Bullock does. Um, I think. And Kate Winslet. Little uh, Shop, Kate Blanchett, too. Little Shop of Horrors. Is that Warner Brothers, too? Uh, well, it's Greg Berlanti, so it probably is. Yeah, I think so, too. Anyways, news this week that Greg Berlanti. Is going to be directing Little Shop of Horrors. <sighs> I don't know about this pairing. I I can see why they're doing another one, and I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is perfect for it. I hope that it ends up being him. Um, but I love I love the original. I think it's perfect. Um, I am on record. Another thing you and I have spent many much much time off camera talking about uh, the insistent to insistence on continuing to remake these films, which right. I find completely unnecessary. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> are you really going to improve on the Rick Moranis version from twenty five years ago? No, or thirty years ago, you're not. There's no way. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. You're just not going to do it. <laughs> You're probably not going to do it with Greg Berlanti. No offense. Look, Greg Berlanti, I love what Greg Berlanti is doing on television. Yeah, he's got he's good at a certain thing. He's good at a certain know, thing. I don't, I don't know, know that, that I've seen it. any movie that he's done that I've really liked, but that's nothing against him. I think that I'm a big fan of his work, you know. Okay. Uh, but I, my, pro- my problem is not Greg Berlanti. My problem is... Why are you remaking this movie? Sure. Why, why, in God's name, do you feel like it's like who is because musicals are back now with La La Land, well, which you haven't seen yet? Well, <laughs> which I'm going to see as soon you're as you're going possible. to see this I'm, weekend. I yes. can't wait to see it. But I mean, you know, 
at the end of the summer, I wrote a column about like what are the best and the worst of the year so far before award season starts. And the, one of the categories was the why, for the love of God, why award went to Ben-Hur. Because at some point, somebody had right. to say, then why did nobody ever ask the question? Wait, 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 time out, time right. out. Why, are we, doing why are we doing this? What is the audience for this? Why are we spending $100 million on this? With, what the fuck are we doing? With Jack Houston. <laughs> with Jack Houston, with a complete no name in the, in the role. I mean, if we're going to do it, we might as well get the biggest name. Let's throw a, let's throw a lot of money at Ryan Gosling. To I'm, come with, I'm with you. I mean, that was a shocking. And I feel like this is one of those things. Like, who is sitting in the executive office is saying, you know what is a great idea? Is let's remake Little Shop of Horrors because that's a license to put You're money. going to see all those movies get remade though. Guys and Dolls, West Side Story. Ugh. I'm I'm telling you, it's all it's all going I to I know happen. you're right. Because it all just these guys hurts want my to do soul it. to do this like, to you, hear this. You know Channing Tatum wants to do a musical and Joseph Gordon Levitt and uh fucking I interviewed Nick Cage a few weeks ago and he was like, I want to do a musical. Every the musicals are hot right now. They're coming back. <sighs> Sigh. You know what else is coming back? Tomb Raider. <laughs> Look, I like. I do love Walton Goggins, though. Okay, Walton Goggins is the fucking man. Walton Goggins is awesome. Walton However, Goggins is, is kick-ass. <laughs> He's going to be the villain in Tomb Raider, uh, according to our boy Justin Curl at Variety. That's weird. Alicia Vikander is playing Tomb Raider. Uh, the only thing, I mean, well, other than Goggins, I, guess, I mean, it's good. It's a good cast that they have so far, and I like the director, Roar uh, Uthog, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, the guy who did The Wave. Yeah. Um, good but, movie. The Wave? Yeah, good movie. Tomb Raider. Mm, mm, no. Uh, really? No. Yeah, look, I... I, uh, I never saw the Tomb Raider movies, actually, with Angelina. Never saw them. I'm not a video game guy. Yeah, no interest. So, no interest. Uh, I probably am not, I don't care about Assassin's Creed creed either I although won't. i may end up seeing it you know that's a rental yeah i think you're right you're right i'm not going to be seeing those. i just uh it's just with the remakes i just why 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 you know i just uh yeah it's a lot um but tomb raider is a huge brand and, and and fans of our show actually love tomb raider like Okay. That is like the no big offense, thing everybody. here hey. the movie press. No so offense, we, everybody. Yeah, we won't get too down on Tomb Raider. <laughs> Walton Goggins is a good addition. Alicia Vikander is obvi- obviously a, a wonderful actress. Although I will say, and I can finally say, because this week I, I finished Jason Bourne. I had watched like 75% of it and then turned it off. So I finished it this week, and now I can officially render an opinion. Wow. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. I cannot believe that she did that film. Well, I will tell you exactly why she did the film. Go. There are two reasons. She uh, gets to work with... Greengrass and Damon. Greengrass and Damon. Yep. And they probably paid her a shitload of money. Probably true. But, like... So, I I, I love Donna Langley. And uh, I think Donna Langley is one of the smartest executives in Hollywood. And I'm just trying to picture her... Watching this movie as the dailies come in, or like a rough cut, and being like, "Yep, that's our summer blockbuster. <laughs> this is gonna kill." Like, this is a movie where people just walk around and talk on the phone and look at computer screens. And we've lost the asset. We just found the asset. It's preposterous. It is. Preposterous. I'm not a fan of the Bourne movies to begin with. This one was just end this franchise, please, for Matt Damon's dignity. End this franchise. It's. I walked out of that movie. Came out in July. I walked out of that movie into a hot New York summer day, and I looked around, and I said, wait, what movie did I just see? Like, literally, I had forgotten it. 
because it was in in one ear out there. I mean, th- through the eyes, passed through the brain, and just Dude. was gone. Like it did not stay with me. It was immediately forgotten. Green grass. It man. was the it was the epitome of a stupid popcorn movie. Um, pivoting. Uh, you haven't seen Patriots Day yet, have you? No, I think I'm seeing it in New York. Patriots in the Day. Of next week. I heard it's really good. You know, I'm from Boston. I'm biased. I'm from Maine. I'm also biased. It was amazing. How it's, about the week the it, Red Sox had, huh? Can we a, talk about that on this show? <laughs> that'll be at the end. It's, uh, to me, I think Patriots Day will probably wind up in, in my top five of the year. Really? Um, I think so. I'm good friends it, with the guy, with uh, Mark Wahlberg's aide-de-camp, his uh-huh. right hand. Uh, we are next-door neighbors in New York. Oh, okay. And uh, he said this one is, he like, sometimes he says, you know, it's this, it's that. You know, they just finished shooting, uh, they literally just finished shooting the new Termin- uh, uh, Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Um Terminator. <laughs> Who knows what the, what he said about that one? <laughs> um, I won't betray confidence. Yeah, no. <laughs> I won't betray confidence one way or another about anything, other than that he how proud they are of Patriots Day. Like yes. they're really, really excited about that it, one. It, it is. It really is fantastic, yeah. and I think it, it'll it'll be a real bummer if it does not get the best picture nomination it deserves. But my point was that it is the best green grass sort of imitation or in the tradition of Greengrass. Peter Berg doing, Peter, uh, doing Paul Greengrass. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, since since United 93, um, it's it's a fantastic film. So definitely check that out. Although it may not be the best Christmas watch with the family. I don't know. Well, I, again, I believe I'm seeing it a screening of it Wednesday night in New York. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I'm seeing, what am I seeing next week? I'm seeing The Founder, Fences, and Patriot's Day next week. I saw The Founder. Uh, yesterday, what? No, I saw it Wednesday, the day it came out. Uh, so they're they're sneaking it for a week, right? In New York and LA, <laughs> but they're not sneaking it past the end tonight. <laughs> I was there opening day, um, and? and I liked it. I liked it. This movie's kind of getting a bad rap. Um, it's you know I don't know if John Lee Hancock getting... is is like because people just written it off from awards season maybe because the Weinstein Company maybe hasn't gotten behind it as much as well, it here, usually wait, does. Wait, wait, wait. I actually have some insight into that. Please. The reason why the the wine scenes are not behind it, it's not that they're not be getting behind it. It's that they don't have any money to release it. That they right. put all of their eggs in the lion basket, right? Because they felt that that was a surefire awards contender. It was Oscar bait, and the founder was trickier. And they had to make a choice. Because they're doing the same thing with gold, too. Yeah. The gold gold is pushing. also very under the radar. And I don't even know. Are they even giving gold the uh, the, the, the I thought, awards qualifying run? I, I don't that know that is. they are. Because I think that they pushed it to, like, February or March. I think that they are because they screened it for me recently. So Yeah, but was that before or after they made the decision to yeah, push the release date? I don't know, that's a, that's I don't know about question. that. But I know that, I know that the question. founder, they're actually they're, they're, they're hoping to get Keaton an Oscar nomination. I'm actually good friends with John Carroll Lynch, and he said that he really liked he, he liked the movie. Yeah, no, and, he was really good in him. Him and Nick him Offerman anyway. were both really good as the McDonald's, uh, McDonald's brothers. Um, I, no, I thought it was, like, terrific. I, I, thought, I didn't think it was terrific. I thought it was very good. It could have been terrific with a different director, mm-hmm. someone who's a little bit edgier. And the other problem, I think, that plagues it is, again, I don't know for sure how much involvement McDonald's had. It feels like you can feel their fingerprints on the movie. I don't know, like, the McDonald's Corporation or the McDonald's family, but you can feel like we were going out of our way to make these McDonald's brothers look, like, you know, amazing. And, like, they had photos of the real McDonald's as kids. I don't know. It just... Uh, Could just be John Lee Hancock's... That's true. You know, that's I true. I mean, his, his style is, you I know... Just, like, if Fincher had taken that story on with Keaton, <laughs> like, and it, it really could have been the social network for, with fast food. Yeah. 
it's it's a fa- it's a fascinating story as someone who consumes a lot of McDonald's. It's tasty uh, stuff. Funny story. I, uh, coming back for Thanksgiving, uh, my girlfriend and her daughter and I were driving back from Maine to mm-hmm. New York, and we had to do a you know a pee break. And so we stopped at McDonald's and uh, got a couple double cheeseburgers because I was hungry. So uh-huh. I had a bite of one, and uh, Donna, my girlfriend, said, can I have a bite of that? And I said, here, take the whole thing. I have another one. So she's about to take a bite, and she says, <laughs> says I think it's been 20 years since I've had a McDonald's burger. I yeah. said, just hang on to your seat there, kid. And she <laughs> takes a bite, and she's like, oh, my God, it's so good. I said, yeah. I know. That's why there are I billions have, and billions I served. Am, I am not ashamed of my addiction to fast food, <laughs> believe me. Well, I'm in, you know, being in Los Angeles for the week, I haven't even had time to go to In-N-Out yet. Oh, you got it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go today. I'm flying out tomorrow morning. I got to go today. Um, (laughs) no, but I'm seeing the founder on Tuesday, so we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm kind of really curious. Are you going to see the comedian? No. I saw that. I heard it's not good. Again, I liked it. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not very good, but I, (laughs) but I liked it. Uh, it's okay to like bad movies. De Niro's, I mean, the acting is is excellent across the board, and I really like Leslie Mann. Um, okay. there, there's one, it goes, it takes it like one step too far in the movie, which I won't spoil. Um, there's something that's just very out of place, and I mm-hmm. don't think they should have even delved into that territory. But it, it, it is an interesting story about just the difference between older comics and the way, you know, comics should be able to say what they want to say and how times have changed. I don't know. It was, uh, I quite liked it. I also saw Gold, as I said, which was very good. It looks really good. Like, uh, it's it's Gagan? Yeah. That's he wrote and directed like, it? Yeah, like halfway through, I was like, eh, this could go either way. But by the end, just like Miss Sloan, I was like, oh, wow, that was really good. Oh, you liked Miss Sloan? Yeah, did you? I liked her. I liked Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. in Miss in Sloan. I find the movie to be overplotted and too complex for its own good. That may also very well be true. Uh, but There's I a, love the ending. Of, it, had a, a couple, it had there, a killer ending. There are a couple of big twists and a big killer ending. Yeah. And it felt like I liked the ending. Mm-hmm. I liked where it got. I liked where it ended up. I don't love how it got there. It, it seemed like it was too complex for its own good. Like it was, we were just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Do you know anything about the writer of that movie? Uh... No, remind I, me. I think he's like he teaches English in like Korea or something, or China. Like, who is the writer? Eric Heiser? No, 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 no. That's a rival. Oh, that's a rival. I, right, I, I right, do right, not. Right. I don't. I, I do not know this guy's name. And my I, the initials are like JP or something. I don't know. But no, um, I don't know anything about the writer. Jonathan, Jonathan I, Pereira sounds. That sounds. That sounds sim- okay. Uh, yeah. I loved Arrival though. Yeah, Arrival's terrific. Yeah, I really liked Arrival. I saw, okay, I've watched so many movies, guys, because I've. I've uh, had, had a vacation this week. Um, I watched Pete's Dragon. Did you see that yet? <laughs> no, it didn't. Imp- it's so good. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I mean, loved it. I saw the first one when I was very young, and I have it has a soft spot in my heart. You know, so when they had this new one, I was like, really? Again, I as we just discussed earlier in the pod in the podcast, don't I don't tend to run out for remakes. I saw Secret Life of Pets, which was terrible. <laughs> I saw the movie Pet. Have you heard of that? With, yes. With Dominic Monaghan? Yes. It was uh, good. Uh, my friend Nick Phillips is involved in that. He produced Producer? it, I think. Yeah. I, re- yeah. I really liked it. It was good. Hands of Stone wasn't bad. It was, you know, whatever. With yeah, the, I haven't, didn't see that. Uh, I watched Next Time I'll Aim for the Heart, the French serial killer movie with Guillaume Canet. <laughs> it's about a famous serial killer who, who was a cop. He was investigating his own case. That sounds awesome. It was so, it was really good. It sounds great. 
Uh, and I I've, can't believe nobody's ever. I've never seen that story before. Yeah, and I bought a bunch of DVDs yesterday uh, at Amoeba. Okay, let's hear. Um, TV shows, just to distract myself. Sure. Um, Wise Guy. The original with Ken Wall? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I, I Have you the, never seen it before? I watched the pilot yesterday. I was like, this isn't bad. Isn't bad. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, Ken Wall, I mean, he was fantastic. He was a huge star in 30 years ago. Vinny Terranova. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, it's shocking to me. That's what that I'm you, watching now. It's shocking to me that you never saw that before. I got uh, the first season of Crime Story. Michael Mann Michael show. Michael Mann with Dennis Farina. And, uh, also and, awesome. And Traffic, the original miniseries, oh, which I've I never seen. Traffic. Oh, my God. The original British Traffic miniseries is so good. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm you trying know to help you, everyone else out there. You know what else you need to do is, did you ever see the original six-hour British miniseries, State of Play? No. With John Sim and... I uh, love State of Play. No, 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 no. It's this no, no. different. Stop. The two-hour movie with Russell Crowe and Ben Affleck is awful. The six-hour miniseries that was it's, on which it's based, the British miniseries, with John mm-hmm. Sim, who was on Life on the original Life on Mars, uh, the guy who played the governor, David, um, what's his name, on, on The Walking Dead? You know who I'm talking about? I, no. The Walking Dead means nothing. means nothing to you. Uh, James McAvoy, um, um, uh, the woman from Train Spotting, and who was in... Um, you're just naming it. You think you know you're doing what I mean? a bad job of naming you, actors right now. I know. I'm having a horrible you, time. You like the miniseries. I got it. It is one of the greatest things I've ever, television shows I've ever seen. All right. Well, I got a lot of time in my hands yeah, now. Yeah, watch it. I missed uh, press screenings for Kelly McDonald. For Silence, uh, Office Christmas Party, and Passengers. Um, you saw, you missed, you had. Um, I've missed screenings for all of these. Oh, wow. I really, I want to see all three. And, and Rogue One tomorrow. I was supposed to go to the premiere. So that was a. A bummer. Anyways, um, can we talk about the fact that Passengers is uh, is up is head to head with Assassin's Creed and is coming out five days after Rogue One? And tough timing. I think the movie will do fine. I think it'll do fine. I think that if it had come out in August or October, even it would have added a hundred million dollars to its ultimate. I, I think numbers. that I think you're right about that, and I think that reviews are actually going to help. Like people, if the reviews are good, people will really flock out to see it. I, I just I, all I will say is this: uh, we will talk about what today. Later on, we'll talk about what my column is today in uh-huh. the tracking board. Do reviews Mo- matter? That kind of thing? Or? No, but Monday's column is about Assassin's Creed versus Passengers. Ooh, okay. And it's about not just there's a there's a there's a piece of information that I have. That not a lot of people know. Ooh, okay. That will come out in the column. I'm just going to tempt people, tease people with it now. Tune in. Uh, board. Go to trackingboard.com on Monday afternoon, and it'll be up. But there's also, I think that one of the things I'm going to talk about is that re- if Passengers doesn't do as well as I think Sony hopes it will, then people are going to read the wrong lessons from it, as they often do in this town. Like after Deadpool success, they said, well, clearly we need to have more R-rated superhero movies. Wrong lesson. And I think that I'm going to predict that here's what the lessons they're going to say where they're learning, but that's mm-hmm. not what they, they'll be learning. The, they'll be reading the wrong tea leaves. Um, so that'll be Monday. But speak, we'll talk about today later. Sorry. Speaking of reading tea leaves, have you, have you paid attention to the silence reviews? Um, or I guess there haven't. There have been reactions. I've seen some not reactions. Reviews. I've yeah. seen some reactions. They seem mixed. They seem the the ones that felt negative to me more and more like. It's a it's a movie to admire rather than to love, and I understand that. 
mm-hmm. that I don't I haven't seen anybody come out and say they really didn't like it. It's more, you know, they appreciate the artistry the, behind it, and... and you know, and I feel that way about I felt that way about um, the Revenant. I felt that way about Twelve Years a Slave, where I walked out and said. I can't say that I loved either of these movies. I respect the technical, the, the the way they're made and the, right. the way they look and the performances and everything, but these are not movies I need to ever see again. You know, and I suspect Silence will be like that. It sounds like the acting is is uniformly good across the board. Well, they're all good actors. Um, one thing that you wanted to meant that to talk about on the show is the overpaid list. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, that's part of what my column is about today. Uh, this is my favorite time of year, not just because of the good movies, but because of all the big stupid lists that come out. (laughs) And this list in particular, the most overpaid actors list is one of my favorites because it is so stupid. It's so stupid. Right. Because who cares? It's a meaningless list. If the studios, the studios are their own worst enemy. If they wanted to stop paying Johnny Depp too much money. All they have to do is stop paying Johnny Depp too much money right. and he stops working or, you know, or they come back and say, we're not going to pay you $20 million to be in Mordecai. We're either doing the right thing and not making Mordecai at all. Or we're going to say, you know what, Johnny, why don't you come in and do this? And if you, and we'll pay you $5 million to do it. And hopefully the, your name will carry it to maybe a sleeper version of Pirates and we'll make $100 million out of it. And then we'll give you a huge back end. Right. You know, but I mean, it's very simple. If, it, you, if you feel like you're overpaying somebody, pay them less. Here's the thing. I think that most actors, well, not most actors, because most actors are underpaid That because there's a whole most working actors, class. Yes. We're, you know, we're talking about the 1% the, the, of actors that you actually know. I think a lot of those folks are overpaid, but I also believe in, like, if someone, if if you are worth that much on the market, then that's how much you're worth. Like... That's exactly There's no such right. Thing you can't be overpaid. Look, I, 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 my today's column goes much deeper into it. Like mm-hmm. some of the things that Hollywood, I believe, and I've been writing about this all year, is that I believe that the system is broken. And uh, so one of the things that this is a kind of a gateway in today's column into how we can fix it, how the studios and how Hollywood can fix itself. I look forward to reading this. Um, but there's two names that I just used two examples. There are two names that are not on that list mm-hmm. and they're not on that list for a reason. Tom Cruise, who we both love, and Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're not they're, you know, they're not referred to as overpaid for a reason. Denzel Washington, not mentioned in the column, but another guy. Well, they're worth every penny. Yeah. They're worth every penny. So it's not like and Will Ferrell's on the list. Will Ferrell is worth the money they pay him. Right. That if you have one movie, if he stretches and tries to do a movie that's uh, not in his wheelhouse, that's not doesn't cater to his audience necessarily, it's going to affect the the average, and they're going to say, "Oh, Will Ferrell is overpaid." Nonsense. I yeah, I'm with you, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to Will Ferrell's next movie, The House. Yeah, it looks fun. Um, yeah, there hasn't been a trailer yet, but I think it, it's a great premise. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, yeah I didn't mean. Uh, sorry. Uh, Let me. It, it sounds, sounds fun. fun. It right. sounds fun. Yeah. I like it in theory. Um, in theory, it sounds really interesting. And, and on that note, let's segue to the Will Ferrell news that hit this week. He's doing an esports comedy. Have you like? Do you pay attention to all of esports? Um, like the the X Games and stuff. I don't think that's what esports. Oh, you mean video game sports? Yes. Oh yeah, I don't pay attention to those either. No, no, me <laughs> neither. Although I love the Wizard. Um, but it is hu- It is a huge, huge business. Listen, I I have. Uh, I spend a lot of time under the same roof as a seven and a half year old girl, mm-hmm. and she's on the iPad all the time. And she, one of her favorite shows is this family, and we, she watches them play video games. Right? Is that and on Twitch? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's what I, people I think, do on Twitch, the, right? The, they watch other people play video I'm games. The, it I'm, seems yes, maybe it is. I, but I know that I, I I don't know what the channel is, the YouTube channel is, because I'm not the one who hands her the iPad. <laughs> it's her mom who does that. <laughs> but but you know, she goes right to it, and it's astonishing. Like I hear them talking, and I'm, I'm I look at my girlfriend and say, "What are what is she watching?" Mm-hmm. And it's it's. It boggles my mind, but I'm a lot older the, than the you idea know. of Will Ferrell doing something in that world, though. Is Sounds poten- funny. Is potentially hilarious. It's potentially hilarious. I just yeah. remember being a kid, and I was never as good at video games or most video games as my friends, and so you'd always end up watching them play, and right. it was like this is agony. <laughs> I was always really good at the esoteric games, like Baby Pac-Man, which was Pac-Man and pinball, and I was really, really good at pinball. So I did that, and there was... That sounds like a challenge to uh, yeah. all of our listeners if, out there. If there's a baby Pac-Man machine still out there, I will take on all comers. And also, do you remember Hypersports? Like the decathlon... No, the track and field, the decathlon the game? No. Never mind, then. There was a, there was a sequel called Hypersports, and yeah. I was phenomenal at that. <laughs> I, st- I stuck to the, the, the basketball, football, and hockey games. <laughs> um, did you see the Baywatch trailer? I am that, not somebody who you don't likes seek to, out I don't trailers. like to seek out trailers. That's if fine. I, if it's in a the theater, I'll see it, but I don't really seek it out. Um, Baywatch, I think, looks like the perfect Memorial Day weekend movie. Dwayne Johnson. I'll see just about anything he does. Yep. Uh, it ends with a very funny joke um, about, like, you know, the, the phrase, you people, and <laughs> Zach Efron getting offended, and Dwayne Johnson's like, stand down there, buddy. You're just tan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that looks like a blast. And then the uh, speaking of blast, the wall trailer, the uh, Lyman, the new Doug so that Lyman is film? the Doug Lyman movie in which Aaron Taylor Johnson is pinned behind a wall by a sniper, uh, and John Cena is like his fellow soldier who's caught in the in between. He's trying to save John Cena. Hmm. Um, I thought it looked awesome. It's, it's, I mean, it's a cool. It's just a really cool premise. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's the best thing in Nocturnal Animals. Have you seen that yet? I haven't. That's I, also my recommend. That, I really, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it looks really interesting to me. It looks like my kind of flick. So, and I, I'm a big. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal, so I'll go see it. And Mike, Michael Shannon. Yep. I love Michael Shannon. It's a, it's a good movie, Nocturnal Animals, and I think that The Wall will also be good. I like these kinds of small, intimate thrillers. This was The Wall was the first script that Amazon ever bought. Really? Yeah. So this is their baby. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Doug Lyman should bring something interesting to it. We got about ten minutes left. Is there? Any, I feel like I'm hogging the topics. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Well, no, you haven't hogged. We've we've been able. To, I've been able to talk, sneak in things about upcoming columns, like today's piece, which okay. will be interesting reading, and what Monday. I gave you a sneak peek on what Monday is. All right. Um, there's, a, there's a few other things that we got plenty of stuff. I got plenty left on the list. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, yeah. Fire away. Okay. Let's see. I'm here to coho. I'm I'm filling a seat. So I'm happy to just, you know, okay. let you drive here, the car here, and I'll just kind of, you know, here I'll, I'll work one the radio. That, here is one so that, you know, I will be honest. Uh, I am not a Game of Thrones person. I am. I, I'm not a fanatic about so it. So I, I am not it. terribly familiar with Amelia Clark's work. But she was cast as the female lead in Han Solo, or one of the female leads. I don't know if there's two or not. Uh, and I was not a fan of this. Knowing who else was testing and who she was up against. Who else was she up against? Give me some names. I think it was like Tessa Thompson. I like Tessa Thompson. Um, Not loving her right. Didn't love her in Westworld, but but thought she was great. She was great in Creed. Uh, There there were just a few names. I forget the names that were out there. I don't have the computer in front of me. But Amelia Clark 
in Terminator was just so not good. Mis- horribly miscast. Bland. I don't. Again, I'm she's not sure really what good. they're. I'm not she's sure what actually, they're asking of her in this Han Solo movie. You know, it's something like this. It's tough to make a dis- tough to make a choice. We know it's tough to make a judgment. I, 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 I we know who young Han Solo is. So the idea of Alden Ehrenreich doing it is like, okay, you know what? That's interesting. And of course, the most the most brilliant casting in the history of Star Wars was Donald Glover as young Lando Calrissian. I think he's going to be awesome. He is. There's no way he can't be. He's awesome at everything he does. Mm-hmm. We both love. Child, child, yep. uh, childish Gambino is that what you're <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, um, but with her, it's I don't I don't don't have any idea who the character is. So I just have, right, you it's, know, yeah, it's hard it's hard to say without Look, that kind of description. Amelia Clark was miscast in Terminator, so I should give her another shot. I if you as as a as a watcher of Game of Thrones, I like what she does on that show. Okay, and she handles herself rather well as long as she's not the center. She's part of an ensemble. I think she hand, she's quite good. All right. And I promise I wouldn't get into any con- – I promise myself I wouldn't get into any controversy this week. But I, I have to ask. Your name like, is Jeff Snyder, Do you right? think that Amelia Clark and – that there's a problem with Amelia Clark and Felicity Jones and Daisy Ridley all looking very much alike? So, Not until you just mentioned it, and now that's all I can think about. Uh, I feel like, look, you know, um, there was uh, – there was, there's now a new ongoing Star Wars comic book, mm-hmm. uh, and in it they did something very interesting where they introduced Han Solo's ex-wife. She's black, and she's black. Right. And you know, I think that in this day and age, look, you and I have talked about this before, and I hate to keep saying this, but mm-hmm. we have a relationship outside of the yep. studio. We're, we've been friends for a while, and it's you and I agree that it's always about finding the best person for the job. If there's a way to make that, if, if the best person is between a white man and a black woman or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe you give the opportunity to somebody who's not a white man. And as a white man, I like op- having opportunities, but also, you know, it's, you want to, if you want to really push diversity in the 21st century, then you want to hand out opportunities. Yep. This seems like one of those things where I don't know who the character is. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm actively trying to find out nothing about the film. Okay. But this seems like a perfect opportunity where you have a bunch of really talented actresses. Maybe Millie Clark had the best chemistry read with Elden Ehrenreich, and that's why they cast her. That could totally be it. And again, I don't even know that she's a romantic interest. For, she may not be. You know. You know. But I think that it's. I, it did that didn't even occur to me until you just said it. And yeah. you know, you're right. I don't know. It's it is food for thought. Um, they're all b- British Le- young actresses. So. Legendary got the rights to Dune. I could not care less. Nope, me neither. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next topic. Dune. Give me a break here. <laughs> um, Angela Bassett is playing Black Panther's mom. That's awesome. Love it. Angela Bassett is so great. Here's one. I'll go one further. I don't remember the last time I was this excited about a superhero movie because every the decision casting. they've made... Every casting decision, Coogler, bringing yeah. in Coogler, every decision they've made has been, I've, I not, like I've, I've liked every single one across yeah. the board. I'm pumped for that. Um, I just, you know, Strange Days is one of my favorite movies. Oh, and that's Angela an Bassett underrated film. like the ultimate badass in that film. I actually was at the premiere of that in 1995 what? and went to the party afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And by the way, Angela Bassett, <laughs> one of the best smelling women I've ever met in my entire life. Nobody talks about this. <laughs> About how great Angela Bassett smells. About how great actors smell sometimes. Angela Bassett. This is a fucking thing, okay? Angela Bassett 
to this day, 21 years later, it was 1995, yep. 21 years later, I still remember how one, I, th- I see her on screen, I, the first thing I say is, God, she smells good. Now, I'm straight, but... As am I. Pierce Brosnan... Also smells great. Smells like a bar of Irish soap. <laughs> he smelled so good when I interviewed him when I was in college. It was just like, how can I... How can I be like you, Pierce? How I want to hug him just so like maybe you? it will, maybe it will, you know, I'll get some. <laughs> I can, that is hilarious. Uh, 21 Jump Street, the female spinoff, got rid of the Broad City co-creators or writers or whatever, and they hired Rodney Rothman, uh, a big Apatow veteran. I, I really like that hire and bringing him in to, to do this. Uh and I, I, you know, I guess it's refreshing that they didn't hire a woman to write a female spinoff. Like it doesn't have to work like that. As although, we just said, bringing the best it, person for the job, I, you know. And 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 uh, yeah, Sony had a, f- a female writer on Ghostbusters. You know, with Katie uh, Dippold, Dippold re- uh, co-writing it with Paul. But like, it is another example of like here. These, here's this big female comedy, and it's another male director. Even though I like Rodney Rothman very much, you know, I feel like uh, honestly asked and answered. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, Joaquin Phoenix and Gus Van Sant teaming up. Because it's worked so well before. Don't It's called Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. The best title I've heard since The Englishman Who Went yeah. Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain. Yeah, it's like, honey, you want to see Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on <laughs> Foot tonight? Uh, that, I imagine that title will change. Uh, he's going to play like a... I don't know if he's paralyzed or quadriplegic cartoonist. Uh, okay. Hey, it's Joaquin, man. You got to respect the Joaquin. I like here. Joaquin. It's like, jeez, uh, uh, I'm terrible. With he's one of today. our best. It's like John Hawks with uh, the movie the with, session, with the, the sessions, sessions yeah. which was fantastic. Fantastic, he, he, he and probably should have won, he, should have won did, the Oscar for that. Well, he did. He didn't even get nominated. No. She got nominated. He didn't get nominated. It's, when it's, the nominations cr- came out, that's one of the times should have won too. Yeah, she was great. But when John Hawks wasn't even nominated, I said, God, what is wrong with this fucking business? They can't, you know. Uh, Adam McKay directing a Dick Cheney movie. Why? You you know, I interviewed him last year, and I was skeptical until I saw The Big Short, and The Big Short is really good. See, I didn't love The Big Short. Oh, man. The first time I saw The Big Short, I said, okay, I get it. And then I saw it a second time. and I movie. I've seen it twice, too. The second time, I liked it more. And I interviewed him, and he is just so smart. He's very smart. He is so smart, and he's so good at this. I am, from now on, always going to give him the benefit of I that. I totally respect that he has made the jump to that, he kind, really of, has. To, to, to that kind of director. He does something that very uh, so few people do So I don't begrudge him going off and doing that Dick Cheney movie. I just hope we don't lose Adam McKay to you know, the world of those kinds of movies. I don't think we will. Because he's very funny. I don't think we will. I think that the whole he, point is... He has is, that pharma movie with Jennifer Lawrence, too, which sounds better than a Dick Cheney movie. It does. It does. I think that, that this is the kind of thing where he now has pretty much whatever power he wants and can do anything he wants, and he wants to do some important stuff. But I remember asking him, and he said, look, the, the funny stuff with Will is in my blood. I'm never going to stop doing right. that. So, uh, you know, because I said, now are you, uh, you know, we like now to... you, can, you can go to Will and say, you know what? I'm now Oscar nominee. And this is before yeah. he won. I we... said, Oscar, maybe you're probably going to win Oscar winner Adam McKay. Do you then just, he said, yeah, that's, uh, we, we have a lot of fun with we that. We all have a tendency to put people into boxes. Um, and, and by no means do I, do I want to, am I saying that Adam McKay has to pick 
between comedy and, and this other director. No, but he should be able to go back and forth. Yeah. No, yeah. well, he's, he's certainly earned that. Um, ben Wheatley and Tom Hiddleston might be teaming up on, on a hard-boiled movie over at Warner Brothers. I feel Based like, on the comic book? I feel like, Yeah. I feel like no one over there saw Free Fire because that movie was unwatchable. It's the one with Brie Larson coming yeah, out in the it's spring, coming out right? in April. I saw it in Toronto. It was the opening night for Midnight Madness. It was a disaster. Okay. It looks pretty did, did you absurd. see High Rise? I did not see High Rise, no. Couldn't, I couldn't stand High Rise either. I walked out of that movie. Um, so I, it's like I like Ben Wheatley. I think he he's talented. I think he has a lot of potential. But I don't – it's just so weird. When I see a movie that so clearly fails – in Free Fire, and then you still graduate to the next level. Well, know? this business so often is about failing up. Right. It's you know? failing up. It, Look, it's... the guy, John Watt, Watts, yeah. the guy who's, who did Cop Car, which is a perfectly fine film. Oh, I, I, I really liked Cop See, I didn't. Car. I thought it was just, eh. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, it made no money, and it, you know... But all, then now all of a sudden you're giving him a, the keys to the $150 million car with Spider-Man. And that worked out really badly the last time they tried that with Mark Webb. So, you know, yeah. I mean, look, I wish him luck. I, I, I don't begrudge him this, the opportunity. I but. think this Spider-Man is going to be good. It looks really good. It looks really good. I Look, again, they seem to make all the right it's choices a, in a, casting. It's a different and approach. Yeah. And the fact that we've had the sneak preview. Oh, shit. We, we got to go, buddy. We got to wrap this up. Sneak preview from Civil War. It looks good. Um, um, all right. Listen, that'll do it for Meet the Movie Press. We are going to be back next week with Simon Thompson. We're going to be delivering our top tens. Uh, Neil, where can the good folks find you? You can find me at Tracking Board, tracking-board.com. Uh, my columns appear every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can get me on Twitter, at Neil Turritz, N-E-I-L-T-U-R-I-T-Z. Uh, if you tweet me, I will probably tweet back uh and i also one other thing i contributed to uh a book that just came out um you can uh download it on um whatchamacallit on uh, kindle for 4.99 mm-hmm. it's called there i said it bob dylan is overrated and i wrote an oh, essay. oh yeah i saw that cool I, and i wrote an essay about how much i loathe the grateful dead Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very funny, and the book is very funny. So okay. check it out. And I'm Jeff Snyder. You can't find me anywhere because I have disappeared. <laughs> uh, so unless you have my cell phone number. But he'll be back. Uh, yeah, maybe. He'll um, be back. Guys, have a great weekend, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks, Jeff. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.